0: Hello there, Nicola Barden here from q 02s Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well. And thank you so, so much for Press and Play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer in radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google CastBox good pods Spotify we are there I am there with my fa- over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So, we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? I uh, have some amazing singers like Shane Ward and Matt Cardell are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who has some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. And if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests, and we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's tis Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: You're very welcome back to the last part of The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin. Now, the last time I talked to my next guest, he was sacheting across the dance floor in Dancing with the Stars. And even though that was only... What's see? It was only a few months ago, a couple of months ago. It feels like 17 years ago because we've been living indoors for the last, I don't know, God knows how many long, how many days. Brian Dyling, how are you?
3: Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm you know, relatively good. <laughs> you know what, you're totally right with Dancing with the Stars. Um, I left that show in February and it feels like a year ago.
2: It's insane because that would have taken up so much
3: of your so much life. time. Because you obviously, you know, you get approached and then you do your negotiations and all of that, um, and then you start in November, and then December's kind of gone. Your whole month is gone with rehearsals, and then you're off for Christmas. And I even remember on the twenty seventh of December, myself and Laura, uh, my pro partner, met up at a studio in Newbridge just to go over the dancing for an hour. And we met again then before New Year, just to, you know, keep that. So we didn't lose anything over the week. We had all for Christmas. And then your first live show is in January. And then it really is, you know, survival of the fishes. I look back on it now with slightly fonder memories <laughs> than I did when I left the show. It's one of the most intense things I've ever done in my life. It's a, it, it's a very stressful situation.
2: That must have been like a nearly a uh, lockdown preparation when you look back now because you would only have been around you know, your <sighs> dance partner
3: Do You know what, you're totally right I me, with shows like Big Brother I've done and Dancing with the Stars it's kind of prepar- prepared me uh, for a uh, lockdown situation because I would usually get up in the morning you know, jump on the Lewis or if I was feeling healthy I'd walk, which is very rare <laughs> uh, to the uh, Lippy Trust Studios, rehearse with Laura and then I'd come back I'd watch some telly, I'd eat, I'd practice the dance and I go to bed, exactly it. And then after um, we came off the show, I, went to, I was in lockdown for two weeks in Dublin with Gronje, um, who, who I was mm-hmm. on the show with. So we were in lockdown together uh, in the city, which was very strange because the city was so quiet. It was very, very eerie. And then we both uh, went back to our, um, our homes after that. So um, it's so strange to think of the show because it does feel like it was a year ago.
2: I know, like, when really it wasn't, but now because no. every day feels like seven days, so you're yes.
3: kind of like. But also, I feel like we had no final. There was no last dance. Yeah. There was no, like, rap party. I feel like uh, I feel like the book hasn't been closed on the show yet, which is kind of weird because I left it so many <laughs> weeks ago. Everyone's like, you need to move on now, Brian. You didn't win. I couldn't move
2: on. <laughs> you're like, no, there was no rap party. That means it's not
3: over. Yes. It's not over yet. (laughs) You uh, must
2: be delighted as well. Arthur's back.
3: Yes, um, Arthur left me on the 15th of January. I, of course, stayed on to take part in the show. Um, he, was due, he was only ever due to come back for the final, and that wasn't because I thought I was going to be in the final. It was because I would have been dancing in the final, whether I was on the show or not. Yeah. Um, and we had all that booked. He was booked for jobs in London, a casting in London, and jobs uh, with Puma in Germany, some fashion shows. They were all cancelled, and then a lot of the flights were suspended. So he finally got back to me, it was three weeks ago, and he went into lockdown in Hoth with my friend Donal and his wife Sophie and their two children, and he came back to Kildare last week. So we've been apart a long time, but, you know, there's nothing you can do, and there's a lot of people out there that are way worse off than we are. So once he stayed safe, you know, and followed the guidelines, we were okay.
2: I know, it's, but it's still terrifying because you're like, I just want them here.
3: It is, you know, what? when there's a global you know, pandemic going on, I, I always, I always kind of get nervous when Arthur's travelling, and I don't know why that is. I, when he gets on board a plane, I always need to know the flight number, the seat number, you know, if he can get mm. Wi-Fi on board. I'm always like, get the Wi-Fi on board, you know. He's like, no, no, it's $30. I'm like, buy the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I always just need to know that once he's landed and stuff, that, it, that he's safe. Um, And it was kind of, you know, drawn out to get him back. And then, of course, we moved back from Los Angeles in the middle of this, which wasn't planned. We were due to be in L.A. till September of 2021. But with me being stranded in Ireland, after being in L.A., his industry, he's a creative director, choreographer. Sure, they're not doing that, you know. And that's all kind of, and he lost so many jobs, and we just thought, let's just move home now. So we're back home living at my mum and dad's, you know, in the spare room at 42. (laughs) That's what we planned! (laughs) But at the moment It is what it is And we're together And you know We're safe And I think that's What's the priority
2: Yeah and you've got You've got a big family Around you In the house I'm in
3: lockdown With the majority Of my family All in the one big house And that's great And my sisters Drive to the gate And they've been Dropping off Queen cakes Cupcakes Swiss rolls you know, I've actually Gained weight I you know When I was on Dancing with the Stars Probably the fittest I've been As in physically But also you know I had little dents In the stomach And I was like This is great Yeah I, I've gained About 15 pounds i would say more
2: <laughs> I think we're all In that boat though Because you're in The sitting room And it's like The kitchen is calling you in It's like Come here Look what's in you know, here When I
3: see these people Like you know Working out growing, has been working out i like you need to stop just working out and shaming me. <laughs> just, like, I feel like everyone that's working out I'm like, skipping through their stories. I'm okay. like, just stop working out because it's making me feel just a little, a little bit bad.
2: I, I love that people think they're motivating other people no, and they probably are. Me up. But me, I'm like, no, no,
3: we won't. The one go- thing I haven't done which is strange is I've stopped drinking alcohol. Oh, really? But that wasn't through choice. Like, literally, I love alcohol. But um, I just have not, I've not had a drink since around the St. Patrick's Day me and going, you had drinks in the apartment in Dublin and now I've had nothing. And I, it's the taste. I'm like, nah. So I'm hoping that's just a phase. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the worst thing to happen to me in oh twenty twenty.
2: God, we'll come back to we we'll go back to normality and you're like, No, I'll just have a carrot juice and everyone will be like, <gasps>
3: like, Brian, you've changed. Yeah, exactly, totally. And
2: they'll just think it's Dance with the Stars that changed you.
3: Totally, totally no, actually i drank more on that show than I have in my life. <laughs>
2: That's that's because you could dance off the calories.
3: Do you know what? What's so strange is when uh, approving the point is on a show like that because you're so active and we were eating, like, takeaways galore, sugary, you know, sweets and drinks, it just falls off. You know, there really is no secret... To it, you know. Well, I, I suppose that's kind of the extreme side. If you. you're never going to be dancing that many hours a day, no, you know? yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. You're mad. <laughs> well, that's what we could be doing now in lockdown because we have nothing else.
3: No, my husband's a creative director choreographer, so you would surely think I would take full advantage. And you're like, apart uh, from the odd TikTok, which nearly ends a divorce. <laughs> You know, I'll just stick with that.
2: I'm ta- I've got, like, my roommates both work um, and, like, one of them has to, she's an essential worker, and I'm like, can someone just do a TikTok with me? We won't put it anywhere. Just don't, I just feel like no, I'm left this out. This
3: down. Arthur, will do a TikTok with you. I'm going yes. to volunteer his services. Yes, Arthur, come on. He's so, I, mean, he, I mean, I wouldn't say this, <laughs> even though you probably hear this. He is, I mean, he's danced and toured with the most amazing pop stars in the world. He's so talented as a dancer, as a creative director, choreographer, and, but I'm just very, I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the last TikTok we'd done, I picked up super quick, and I think that's because of being on Dancing with the Stars, that I'm just picking it up quicker. And when I did, he was like, oh my God, great, we can do more. I was oh. like, no, I want to do a lip sync one where you mime to something, like from Dynasty or the Colby, something camp. Yes, yeah, something oh, like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: something where you don't have to put focus all your energy on yeah, getting the, the moves. Lines, I can do that. Well, you've been also keeping us entertained with your podcast.
3: Um, yes, uh, death becomes them. Um, I'm so chuffed. It's probably it's probably bad, but I didn't expect it to do as well as it did. Um, purely because I have never done a podcast before, and um, especially the subject matter is on death. The subject matter is on grief. You uh, losing a loved one. Um, for this uh, season, it was losing a parent. Um, so for it to do, you know how well it did being at number one was just like, wow. Um, But I think that's because probably regardless of who was was doing it, I think it's the subject matter and the fact that it's a discussion I think that people want to have Mm -hmm. um, about grief. How does your life change? Um, Does it affect you straight away? Is it something that, you know, affects you 20 years later? On The one that I released on Tuesday was with Lottie Ryan and she is 10 years in, you know, to losing her father and she's only realising... Some aspects of grief now And that's 10 years on Whereas I'm two years, you know mm. Into my grief So it's, it's, it's very strange How everyone's story um, Has been different But the one thing we have in common You know, is grief And I've, I've got m- the amazing people You know, Des Bishop, Nikki Byrne Pip O'Connor, Nadia Ford Lottie Ryan, my husband Arthur And I'm doing the last one With my sisters So oh. it's like good That I've finished that with them I start recording it in December and then the last one I had to record was just with Lottie last week because of the obviously government guidelines and lockdown. We couldn't, um, you know, physically do it. And she's always so busy. So we got that. But the rest I had in the can before of this, um, I've actually found it quite therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Actually, talking about it um, has really helped me.
2: I imagine that, like, especially for right now with the, in this climate and stuff, there's so much conversation about death at the moment because obviously people are losing family members and or yeah. you're worried about losing family members. No, totally.
3: Like, and I remember when we, when I recorded it, I was always releasing it um, in, at the end of March. That was always going to be, you know, the day. And for the fact that when I released it and this, the coronavirus was going on, it was very strange. But also my journey through the podcast is I was very how would I say I didn't really enjoy my mother's funeral obviously not but I didn't enjoy the aspect of it being so big I didn't enjoy the aspect of so many people being there and you know people coming up and you know condolences and shaking our hands and paying respects which of course is the right thing to do and I think Irish people do that so beautifully and you know and so respectfully and so much love but now when you hear of funerals that don't have that and you hear of funerals that have Five or six people that are standing two meters apart. Yeah. You hear of loved ones passing in a room by themselves and their partner or their family can't even hold their hand. You know, it's completely flipped from what happened to me two years ago. And it's helped me fully appreciate how lucky I was, you know, yeah. to have that.
2: And um, brought, brought when you my mum
3: was passing.
2: It brought um, you to realise that what you had was a really powerful thing to have absolutely. all these people. And in a way, I
3: think it helps with. A grieving process, whereas people now that are going through it, you deal with that. You know how do you get your head around all of that? And um, that's, I think, that's what's really tricky for people. And I have such empathy and sympathy for anyone in that situation. How do you say goodbye when you can't even touch the person? You know, you can't even kiss their cheek or kiss their hand. You know, and I think that has made me realise through it all. Um, yeah, the, the podcast is about death, it's also, it's about saying goodbye and it's about, it's about grief and do we ever fully recover and I think I'm quite appreciative that everyone that, you know, spoke to me, you know, is in the public eye and the fact they trusted me with their story but I'm inundated nearly every day with messages from people saying how each episode has helped them differently and how different people relate to the people on the show, their stories mm-hmm. um, which has been really, really powerful so I'm chuffed at how well it's doing and I've one more to do Um, And I'm going to come back and do a second series for sure. I just don't know when and who I'm going to talk to. I'm in the process of trying to figure that out.
2: I think um, the one thing about your podcast is it, re- as you mentioned, like it bring it's bringing you through a range of emotions, like you're, and that's kind of like an Irish way as well. We deal with death, you know. There's the incredibly low moments, but there's we also love to laugh and talk about the person and the funny oh, things they do. Totally,
3: did. like when we've recorded the podcast, we've had really, you know, belly laughs and tears down our faces with all of my guests talking about, you know, the funeral or talking about something funny their parents had done. Oh. I, I, even though I know um, it, it, it's, a, it's a morbid subject, but I also wanted it to be humorous. And I think us Irish people do that very well. You know, I said um, on the podcast that when we were in our living room with our mom around the coffin, we laughed so loudly. And if anyone heard it, they'd be like, <laughs> they have all gone mad. <laughs> You are delirious. And it's something that Lottie Ryan has said in her podcast. She has said that shock is probably a very good thing because shock probably desensitizes you from it all. You know, and shock probably gets you through it. And it's something I didn't realize that I obviously was in shock and adrenaline and all that stuff actually does help you.
2: I think I definitely think it gets you through those initial few days. It just yeah, when you... it
3: is scary. It is, you know, it is dark and you're in a situation that you don't want to be in. Um but there was also some extremely, you know, funny moments and in every episode of the podcast we do laugh a lot, you know, which is very strange and people mess me going, "Oh, I really enjoyed the podcast." But, "Oh, I'm so sorry I said the word I enjoyed it." I'm like, "Don't apologize. If you're enjoying it and you're getting something from it, that's
2: totally what it's about yeah like i we look back i even think about my granny when she passed away and i remember that whoever had did, the funeral director had did her hair and all we kept laughing was how much she would have hated her hair to yeah. look like that and it's the thing that years and years later we're still like oh god nanny's going to be haunting him you know and totally. you need these little little bits of laughter to get you through these moments.
3: The I always is. say, if you don't laugh in those situations, you cry. And, like, I've cried enough, yeah. you know, over the last two years to last me a lifetime. Um, and the premise of the podcast was I wrote down one day, I used to always say to my friends, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I wrote down, will I ever be fine again? Will I ever be me again? And the whole premise of the whole run of it, even though it's seven episodes, I recorded it from December up until um, April. So it's just whether... It was me, in a way, kind of using those people, Mm -hmm. I suppose, to try and see if they can help me feel better. Um, Yeah, and I'm really proud of it. I suppose I've done so much since 2001, you know, um, in the last 19 years. And it's probably something, the podcast is something that I'm super proud of. And it's something that I've really enjoyed doing and something that I, I, I do enjoy doing. Um, which is very strange to say that. You know, I think that's probably less to do with the subject matter and more to do with the kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're talking one-on-one to someone, it doesn't feel like you're, you're doing an interview. It feels like you're just chatting with a friend. I, I, I quite like that. I don't write anything down. There are, you know, no notes. I try and find out as little as I can beforehand about the parent they've lost. So then it's just that, you know, you're genuinely asking genuine questions that you think the listeners would want to know as well. Ex- rather than reading off a notebook saying... 100%. I literally don't. And I'm so lucky when I approached everyone to take part, they said yes straight away. And I got the people that I wanted. Um, and now I'm like, for season two. Well, I want her and I want him. You know? <laughs> That's
2: what I was going to ask. Are, you, are people coming to you now or are you kind of thinking,
3: right... No, yeah. I have had some people uh, coming to me and, you know, people that were... Um, talking to me and saying look you know I, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to take part you know I've got a very interesting story um, my only issue is that I want each story to be different Yeah. you know that's like with the seven guests I had on series one It was they were so different but yet so relatable to people that listen um, so I want the same one people had said to me oh you know I've not lost a parent can I still listen to the podcast of course you can why I chose a parent is because I was living it yeah. you know at the moment, that's what my life was. I'd sadly lost my mom. So for me, reaching out to other people who had lost a parent felt like it was the right thing to do. Whereas for Series 2, I think it may, be, it may not just be a parent. That's what I'm thinking for yeah. Series 2. And then maybe talk about how other pe- uh, people have passed and how they passed. And, you know, I'd love to speak, you know, not love to, but, you know, someone that maybe lost a partner, or, you know, someone that lost a child, you know, it, it's another side you know of grief that I haven't experienced but lots of people out there have so I think that would be a very interesting conversation um as well to have and I I suppose it's kind of sparked my interest in doing more serious Mm -hmm. stuff as well because I've always done light entertainment and fun and that's always been what I've done so doing the podcast has kind of you know opened my eyes to doing stuff that's a little meatier as well
2: and it shows a different side of you to people who do know you. Continue. Yeah, I,
3: have, I used to always say, I think that people used to kind of always see me as a character, you know, or someone that was on television from yeah. Big Brother any show they watched me host. And I feel like since I've lost mom, people have probably seen me more as a person, as opposed to kind of a character. You know, I am also getting older. Um, and One thing I've done is I've never done... I've never done radio before. I used to do a radio show for Heat magazine before. But now that I'm getting older, I'm thinking, oh, I'd also, you know, I'd love to try radio. From, I mean, you work in radio, so you know. Mm. Um, from doing the podcast, it's a bit like doing radio.
2: Yeah,
3: um, yeah. And that's always been, you know, of interest to me as well. Um, so, yeah, who knows? But I'm just so happy that the podcast has done so well.
2: Well, if anyone hasn't heard it before... Death Becomes Him you can get it I assume on well like I listen on Spotify but I assume you can get it on oh the, yes it's on so.
3: Apple um, it's on iTunes um, it's anywhere you would normally get your uh, podcast it's it's on that platform
2: well listen Brian I love chatting to you you always keep me up even when we're talking about death we're still like smiles on our faces So I know
3: it's so strange and I always say that when I talk about when I, anytime I talk about my mom, I smile you know it's it's a very strange thing but I always think in life we try and have to be as upbeat and positive as we can. And even in those dark moments, I always think that humor does make us feel better. Even if it's just for a few minutes or a few seconds, a, a, a laugh can solve anything. And that was also my mom's philosophy. You could sit down with someone, you know, with, with a cup of tea and you could solve anything. And my whole catchphrase to this has been, talking is therapy. And I, I, I firmly believe that.
2: Well, hopefully now some people who are listening who haven't heard of it and maybe are interested now will go and find your podcast. Brian, you promised me to stay safe and keep us entertained with all your uh, TikToks and your Instagram stories. Thank you. You too. Stay safe. Bye. And bye to all the family. All right. Chat to you soon. Bye. That was Brian Dowling there chatting to us live from his home. Um, And the podcast is called Death Becomes Him. You can get that, as you heard, on Spotify and iTunes and all the other stations there. That is all I have time for here on The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's QNO2. If you're listening to us on the podcast, have a flick back and see if there's anything else that catches your fancy and that can keep you entertained on your walk or whatever you are doing today. Thanks a lot to my guests, uh, to steve to Brian, to Dahi, and make sure you all stay safe, look after yourselves, and I will chat to you next week. Stay tuned to Q 2 throughout the day for some great tunes. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, "Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them, for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tiz Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tiz Yourself with Nicola Barden.